I feel like we have, I was going to say a less popular opinion about forgiveness. I don't know if our opinion is in fact less popular. I think it's just not what people say. I think it's less popular among people who do our jobs. Hi, I'm Esther Boykin. And I'm Erica Turner. We're licensed marriage and family therapists. And together we run Therapy is Not a Dirty Word, a collection of workshops, retreats, happy hours, and other awesome ways, like this podcast, to bring people and therapists together in real life. With that being said, here's the podcast. So we're back, finally, back from an undefined hiatus. I feel like we were very intentional about like taking a break and then less intentional about deciding when we were supposed to come back. Yeah, we have that problem. Yeah, we do. But we've been on the Instagram live. We have. If people have not been watching, it's basically the best way to see us. Yes. Except for now that the podcast is back. Yes. Yes. I actually, I had to explain what IG live, I said IG live to a person younger than me. What? I'd like to point out. And they were like, what is that? And I had to explain it to them. And I was just like, Am I not an old? You're not an old. It's so exciting. I did one two weeks ago with somebody who is a producer for television who is younger than me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this is the first time I've ever done this. Oh. It was very exciting. Yes. Yeah. So I also did. Look at us. Look at us being young. Young and hip. (laughs) I feel like the second you say young and hip, young and hip, it's over. We're back to being old. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why'd you have to kill it? <laughs> That's what I do. Will you forgive me? Is this uh, like a perfect segue? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you're just going to continue to hate me forever. Maybe I'll hate you forever. I know that this is your philosophy. This is what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> is uh, forgiveness. <laughs> I'm very excited for that story. So yeah, so we're going to talk about forgiveness today. And I feel like we have, I was going to say a less popular opinion about forgiveness. I don't know if our opinion is in fact less popular. I think it's just not what people say. I think it's less popular among people who do our jobs. Like I think therapists are always sort of the standard line or the standard, standard thinking from therapists is like that you should forgive people that, that's always the goal, that the goal is to... Is, should always be forgiveness. Should always be forgiveness. Whether or not you stay in the relationship with that person or whatever your interactions are at that point, that's yeah. separate. But that the goal should always be forgiveness. And that is definitely not my position. That is not my position either. Although I think this is a good time. We're going to start with why does that even... like? Why is that the default position? Because I think we both agree in the value of forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Forgiveness is good and forgiveness is not really, we get it mixed up. We think forgiveness is for the other person. No, forgiveness is for ourselves. Yes. Forgiveness (laughs) is- That's the key. Forgiveness is always for you Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's exhausting. It's exhausting to stay stuck in that place, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you might be like two or three steps further down this continuum than I am, (laughs) but I think we are in agreement that- Forgiveness is not the only way to be mindful of your emotional energy when it comes to somebody who's done something that hurts you. And it's different depending on the scenario. Right. 
And so, I mean, well, we're going to talk about sort of three sort of main yeah. issues or, when it comes to scenarios. When it comes scenario, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first is like forgiveness in a relationship with a person, like somebody you are planning to continue a relationship yes. with, whether that's a partner or a family member or whatever. And then like people that have hurt you, but you don't have any kind of relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So that could be something like, well, I'll use an example, like somebody who your partner cheated with. There's yeah. forgiving your partner is one thing, but then like, do you person- need to forgive the person that they yeah. cheated with? Particularly if you have no relationship, relationship with, person, with them, connection right. to this person. And then and you might be aware of them, right? Like it could yeah. be, you know, maybe it's a coworker. Like I think really thinking of it in terms of relationship, right? Like it could be an acquaintance or somebody, you know, but it's not somebody you need to continue to have any level of interaction with or, or have ever had some sort of emotional connection to exactly. other than whatever incident they've, they yeah. did. Other than the fact that they slept with your partner. Person, right. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that minor detail. That's fine. Um, so there's that. That is not fine. I hope people don't just stop the podcast there. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Take that. Also, Um, if you take that seriously, you need to go back and listen to previous episodes. You'll get a flavor for what it's like to listen to the two of us. Yes. Also listen to the don't be listening to your Instagram friends because. The best episode. (laughs) It's my favorite, (laughs) I think, of all of our episodes. And and Esther's dog has an opinion about what's happening right now. Yeah. I'm going to apologize now. Strong opinion. Yeah. I think when we re- when this episode goes live, I'll post a picture of Max so you can understand Aww. why it's as noisy as it is, given that he literally just got up to switch his nap time position. Right. Because mm-hmm. Max weighs like what a grown man weighs, essentially. Basically. Um, <laughs> a grown adult person yeah. shouldn't actually need to specify gender. Just a grown adult person is yeah. Max's size. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of two big areas. And then the forgiveness... Like the The third third space. Yes. (laughs) The third space is sort of figuring out, can I forgive this person? And, and am I going to be able to like stay in a relationship with this person? Forgiveness is actually intertwined with With whether or not this is going to be a relationship that's ongoing or not. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe we should start with forgiveness outside because I feel um, like the 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 sort of like I mean we're marriage and family therapists, so we yeah. would have be inclined to the forgiveness we, with yeah we want to go into we we enjoy the deeper connections of people yes <laughs> um, so maybe we should start with the other outside side, people yeah the outside people and you know this topic is in the media a lot right now because recently there was the case the um, I think her name is Amber Geiger murder case yeah yeah she, um killed botham john mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of like media uproar about the fact that her brother public his brother sorry publicly forgave her for killing his brother mm-hmm. and so there's been a lot of strong wow, that feelings was great, and wow that's awful and all of it yeah like, the whole sort of i think spectrum of, of feelings and while we are not going to go into that case at all because we are not criminologists we are not and not gonna assess whether we should forgive or not forgive no but i think it's a good example of how forgiveness really the issue of forgiveness the topic of forgiveness creates so such strong emotional response for everybody right because like people who have no connection to 
to this family or to this situation have extremely strong opinions that they are very, very vocal about on both sides of Mm -hmm. like that, you know, this is of course what everyone should be doing and we all should be, you know, this is the sort of moral high ground, which I think you and I have feelings about, or I definitely have feelings about. Yeah. Like to be a good person, you must forgive. Mm -hmm. And then other people who are like, well, at what point is the insistence on forgiveness really about kind of, People have a lot of opinions, but I think in that particular case, sometimes it's like the demand for forgiveness is sort of undermines or devalues or dismisses the pain the person experienced. Exactly. Exactly. And that that's somehow like, yeah, 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 but be a good person, just forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just kind of starting there, I think we are both in agreement that forgiveness, just because one ought to do it, doesn't seem very valuable to individuals. No. Like I, as like, I would never like meeting with a client will be meeting with a client, say something like, well, you should forgive them because that is what one ought to do. Never. First of all, I'm never going to say you ought to do anything. It's just not a <laughs> thing I'm going to do. That's never a thing I'm going to say. Because it's wrong. As right. A therapist to yeah. do that. I mean, on some <laughs> level, I mean, anytime we're going, Hey, you should do this because that make that's what makes you a good person. I mm-hmm. think just it's already lucky. is like, what? Right. Are we sure? And yes. for every situation and like, it just lacks the nuance. And I think it misses the whole point going back to if forgiveness is for the forgiver, mm-hmm. then how do we evaluate whether or not forgiveness is warranted or necessary? I think necessary not even about whether it's warranted or it's a good idea it's like is it necessary in this situation right so i'm just gonna put this out there because the the dictionary definition we're gonna start with the dictionary definition i don't think we've ever defined something quite look at us (laughs) we took a little break we're back we're all intellectual and shit we read dictionaries now Um, the dictionary defines forgiveness as stop feeling anger towards someone who has done something wrong or stop blaming someone, which is like a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a that, lot. That bar is really high. It's so high. I am going to stop having these feelings. See, even I can't even get the words out because I feel like it's so problematic if you start from a place of saying these feelings are unacceptable. I am not going to have these feelings anymore. Like right. I am not going to feel anger to you. I'm not going to feel hurt. I'm not going to disappointment, feel disappointment. I'm going to somehow make myself not feel those feelings. And if anybody walked into our door and said, like, I have these feelings, I would like to stop feeling them right Can now. Can you help me stop feeling things? That would not be a thing we would help them do. No, I'm going to help you feel more things. Right. Exactly. Because that's how this works. (laughs) That is, in fact, because, and I think it, to me, which is problematic for a lot of different feelings, right? Like anger and blame and sad, all these things that, all these things that we don't want to experience. Right. Because it makes us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But when you, if you get good at that, then basically you're just sort of numbing all of the things. Right. Right. I think. I don't know if we still have them in the, sh- in the therapy is not a dirty word shop. We used to have these mugs that were like, feelings are not a, a buffet. buffet. Yeah. You have to have all of it. It's like, it's all or it's none. Like, right. and the truth is they're going to, you're going to feel them and your decision to compartmentalize or stuff them just 
It doesn't mean they actually go away. No. They just manifest themselves in, like, all kinds of, like... usually much more problematic. Yeah. Difficult ways. They they don't go anywhere. Right. Passive-aggressive behavior, psychosomatic illnesses. Disconnection in relationships. Right, yeah. Like, things that you don't want. Ulcers. Exactly. Yeah. Literal ulcers. Right, like legit. Yeah, it's not in your head. Someone said it to me, was talking to me about their feelings. Like, oh, it's so bad. Like now, like I, I'm making up illnesses. I'm like, no, you actually are physically sick. Yeah, like actually get physically. You can get physically sick from feelings. Denying your feelings, especially and like pretending they're not there. So yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. And I think honestly, that's I. Now that we're sort of talking this. Out, I'm sort of like putting together like my biggest beef with it, I think, is this idea that you're going to make yourself stop feeling things. Right. And that is just dumb. Like it's not helpful in any way whatsoever. Uh, no, never. At all. No. And I think, you know, in terms of like a relationship with a person that you're a person that you're not going to continue the relationship right. with, like. To me, the sort of measure of how much energy I need to put into forgiving them, Esther knows what I'm about to say, yes. is totally dependent on, like, is it more energy to hate this person? <laughs> or is it more energy to forgive them? Like, that's that's the pot I'm going to choose, is, like, yeah. if hating them consumes my energy, if it consumes my time, my thinking, if I'm, like, wanting to call their phone and key their car and blah, 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 like... If I'm wanting to do those things, like it's taking too much of my energy. Yeah. If I am like sitting on my couch having a glass of wine, I'm like, I just fucking hate Blake Lively. I just hate her. And then I just <laughs> go on living my life. Like, cause sure, because that's a thing that happens. Then, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to find Blake Lively. Like, I'm not trying to. You're like, not trolling her like, online. Her marriage with Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trolling her online. She had a beautiful like engagement ring. I thought it was beautiful. It was I beautiful. Still hate her. Yeah, like, it's a beautiful just, ring. Yeah. For the record, I don't hate you, Blake. <laughs> I'm actually relatively indifferent. I don't have feelings about it one way or the other. Well, I hate her. And Which is totally fine. It doesn't cost me anything. Like it doesn't, it right. doesn't consume any, and I know this is like a facetious example, mm-hmm. but I think like if it costs you energy to hate someone, if it is consuming you in some way, then you have to sort of look at that and figure out what's going on and how to reapproach it. But if you're just like, I hate that dude. And oh, well. it's Tuesday. Like, and yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm not, you know, like yeah. sitting there just like so pained by my hatred of them. Then I don't just hate them. Like what? Like hate them. Seems fine. If it conflicts with your <laughs> value system, then you'd have to like, look at that. But I would say like forgiveness for its own sake. Like I it's don't not see a that habit. as a value. No. And I, well, and I think part of it for me, I get caught in the, as like you said, it's this idea of like, stop feeling a thing. And I think we present forgiveness as like, as an end point. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a process. exactly. And so I think if we talked about it in terms of it being a process of like, I hate you less and maybe I'm indifferent or, you know what? I don't have the same emotional energy around whatever happened between us mm-hmm. or whatever thing you did, which to me is like moving. If you think of forgiveness as more of a continuum, like I've moved in the direction of forgiveness. Yeah. And I might never get there. Right. And, th- and it's perfectly fine and to fine. never actually get to 
quote unquote forgiveness. Quote unquote, stop feeling anger or stop blaming them. I feel, I don't know, maybe I felt 100% anger and now I feel 32% anger, but maybe I'm never getting to zero. And, And I think that that's okay. And I think it's more than okay. I think it's the most, like most things, that's the most likely human experience. Exactly. And I think that's part of the reason, like with the, um, Botham Jean case mm-hmm. and other situations like that, or when somebody's been, you know, I'm thinking about like clients I've worked with, right? Like where somebody's been cheated on, or like even like my own in my own life, where people have done things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I if I really allow myself to like replay what you did mm-hmm. and how it affected me, probably even a decade later, I can get myself to a place where I'm like, I kind of hate you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least I'm livid and I'm angry. Right. And I think even, and, and also that we're going to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, I think, moving and I think the relationship. Right. Is. is so like recognizing all of those things. And so I'm more of the, which we were talking about before we started recording, like, I, people are always like, that's so beautiful. And I'm like, you know, I think we should lean towards like grace as opposed to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of really big kudos for that. Just thank you Mm -hmm. because totally stole this from Erica who wrote a (laughs) blog post about it. And I quote it all the time and literally have had clients being like, I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to work together, but you know what? I totally believe in that. (laughs) And I feel like you're the right therapist for me. Isn't it the best when you say something from another therapist, your client is like, yes, yes. you really get me. And I'm like, fuck, I stole that from Esther. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it now. I'm saying so I agree with it. Right. And do you need anything more than that? <laughs> but I like that being able to acknowledge that. And, you know, this sort of moves us towards like the more in relationships, but like to acknowledge like. It's human for us. Like that whole forgive and forget thing is ridiculous. Absolutely. Unless you have some sort of significant memory loss, mm-hmm. you don't forget. And we're not designed to do that. We're not designed Why to do that we on be purpose. To do that? It's supposed to stand out to you when somebody hurts you, betrays you, harms you. It's it important information. Going, like, this is important. We got to make sure this person does not do this again. Yeah. You know, like. That's relevant. We're not just going to stop feeling those things. No. And we don't, we shouldn't want to. I mean, really, I talk about it a lot with like clients who have significant trauma. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes there's a lot of memory because the trauma was so significant. That's kind of the only way to like function in day-to-day life, like to survive it. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a place where it's like, oh, we have to actually remember those things to some degree. So like you can kind of be healthier. Like we're designed to mostly remember yeah the things that are shitty in life I, on right. purpose and the times that we don't like it's not like it's as you said like yeah, the process where you ultimately to heal you often have to come back to the to thing. the things you right. have to let yourself kind of stay in those neural networks we would say yes in order to heal those tra- traumatic wounds like your body does that basically when it's like, I don't have any other option. What's happening is so awful. I need to just like. This is the only way for us to survive you. this moment. Right. And but I later. think. But later we're going to have to come back to it because I'm going to remember even if you don't have conscious memory of it. Exactly. And we're just going to act it out in like unhealthy in ways. Because it's all still in there. Yeah. By the way. Hide now. Hide now. Wait. Separate podcast episode. Separate. We can talk we, a lot about this. Somebody asked me about us talking about relationships and trauma. And I was literally like, how have we never 
talked about relationships. We've never done an episode on relationships and trauma. We've never done a relation, an episode on relationships Yeah. Well, whoever asked you for it is going to regret it because let's be honest, that's like a four-part I mean, series. Yeah, that's a whole There's thing. a lot to talk about. So we got to do that. So we'll do that. Yeah. We're going to put a pin in it. The point of that being that forgetting is not a sign of virtue. No. Forgetting something, a time when somebody betrayed you or hurt you is not about you being a better person Mm-mm. or so like virtuous and whatever. No. It, if you've truly, truly forgotten, most likely it was extraordinarily traumatic and your mind is just like, it's better for us not to be able to pull this back yeah. so vividly, but you're still holding on to it. Like Either that or it was so minor that it doesn't matter. Right, that it doesn't matter, in which case that's yeah. not what we're talking about. Exactly. We're talking like, but significant forgiveness is, I think, a place that you can say, I'd like to move towards. Mm-hmm. And some or small number of people get there. Hate, like, <laughs> forever. Or as Erica would like for you to understand, you can decide, you know what? It's too much emotional energy to forgive you. And so I'm just going to hate you. Yeah. You, you mean nothing to me. <laughs> you mean nothing. <laughs> and I am not, my, lo- my life is not decreased in the slightest by my hatred of you. So it is fine to just accept the hatred. I, yeah. I will die on this though. Like I, I, oh, I know. For sure. <laughs> I would like to take a slightly milder stance and say, <laughs> I think, I think that indifference and not like indifference to their like humanity like <laughs> right, right we don't want to like yeah, no, whether you hate them or you're indifferent or, or you're forgiving right just to be clear we are st- we would like for people to be alive and like functional yes, and we're not this is not about going after people in fact right. that's really the opposite of what you're saying is like hate them and do nothing cool right. yeah no if you're going after them that's 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 a different thing that's too much energy right <laughs> that is actually too much energy. that's too much energy Both emotional and physical it's, we're gonna need you to start to move towards more forgiveness for right. that person but i mean it's really the same thing that you're talking about i probably just am saying it more cavalierly it's indifference like it's like i hate you but also i don't care like, right I just don't care i just it's not you. enough there's not enough energy to put into it right and i think that that's i i think so many of us would be freed if we gave ourselves permission yes. to not forgive. And I also think that sometimes when you give yourself permission to not forgive something, it lets you forgive them. It lets you forgive them. Right. Because it's you're not battling this, but they did this terrible thing and they're so they were so fucked up to me. And now I have to be a bigger person and forgive yes. them. When you're like, you know what? I'm gonna I might hate you forever. Well, and this is over kind of- time, you're like, uh, it's okay. Right. I mean, this is kind of how I got to this position was because I had worked with a number of clients who were like, I have to forgive them. I have to forgive them. And it's like, why? Why is there so much value on forgiveness as its own thing? Like there was no, in in some of these cases, there was no like need for forgiveness. Like you didn't have to continue in a relationship with this person. You didn't have to see them, you know, regularly or anything like that. But there was this feeling like I have to forgive them, that being a good person means to forgive them. And I'm like, well, being a good person means like not slashing their tires. Right. But Try not, don't key their car. Right. Don't get them fired. I mean, unless they're like disrupting their life. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't mean that I have to, Again, stop feeling anger towards you or stop blaming you for some no. shit you did that was not cool to right. me. Like, no. No. That's no. 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 And if we allow those emotions, just as 
any of the emotions that we talk about, like if we allow those emotions to exist, if we allow, if we make space for them, Mm -hmm. then often there is a place of saying like, I can let some of that anger go or let some of that blaming go or a lot of that anger and blaming go. But trying to force myself to that other position is. It's ridiculous. It's not helpful. Yeah. I think it's the, yeah. It's like making yourself like I, this person is just talking about this. I was talking about this with somebody about meeting somebody and they like check off all the things on your list, but you, you don't like them. Mm-hmm. And like, nope, I'm going to make myself love this person because they're all the things I like. That's not how it works. That's not how that works. It's not how feelings work. And I think to me, that's, I think that's where I get like caught up in and have strong feelings about this. Cause it, it does feel like using some sort of moral imperative to force people to basically not feel things right. and to like dismiss the way in which we are actually designed to experience our feelings, which is I don't decide to feel angry or not angry. Yeah. Right. Like I feel it. And then I decide what to do with those feelings. Exactly. And so you can decide I am not going to slash their tires. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to set their house on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to let myself be angry until I stop being angry. Right. And I, maybe I'm going to be curious about my anger and maybe I'm going to talk to other people about my anger, but I'm at no point going to go, you know what? That is enough anger. Yes. (laughs) No more. Yeah. We are not responsible for our emotions. We are responsible for our response to our emotions. Absolutely. We are accountable for what we do because of what we feel. But yeah. not because of the feeling itself. That yeah. you have no control over. Right. It's like being hungry. Yeah. I'm not mad at myself because I'm hungry. I mean, sometimes I am. Like, I mean, sometimes it would. I, sometimes I think <laughs> to myself, I wish I wasn't so hungry right now. Right. It's because all they have here are chips. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm responsible and accountable for the things I choose to eat. Right. When I'm hungry, exactly. but the feeling of hunger, that experience, like, that's just something that my body's like, oh, yeah, this is what we, we're feeling now. Yeah. Here it is. Hunger. What do you want to do about it? Maybe tacos. Yeah. Oh, tacos sound great. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I mean, I think that it obviously becomes a little bit more complicated when we're talking about, like, in a relationship. In, a relationship in an on, like a relationship that is for sure going to be ongoing. Yes. That for, that you have decided or you believe is going to be ongoing. Yes. And, but I, I, I mean, I still think the first step is the same, which is to let yourself feel what you feel. Yes. Like trying to deny it or trying it's to not say. Helpful. Exactly. I think, so, and I'm sure you've seen this, like working with couples in which there has been infidelity I'll have a partner say, like, I have forgiven them. I want to move on from it. But I still find myself so angry. I still find myself so hurt and disappointed. Disappointed. It's like you have to let those feelings be. You, In some ways, you have to let them run their course. And the more you make space for them, the less they typically catch you off guard. And typically, they don't last as long when you make appropriate space for them. Um, but it doesn't just stop because you've decided intellectually. Yeah, I'm all done with that. I forgive them. I don't feel these things anymore. Yeah, that's not how only one of those things is true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I think some. I mean, I think I feel like I'm like beating this point to death. But I think it's really important and gets overlooked is how much external pressure 
we feel from culture, from society, from other people, whatever, that that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That somehow you're a bad person, no matter what someone else has done to you, Mm -hmm. that somehow now you're also bad because you can't let it go and stop feeling angry or hurt or betrayed or whatever the feelings are that you're having. Right. And yeah, no, you got to make space for it because like we just said earlier, like it's still going to come out. Right. It's happening. Yeah. Regardless. And when I think about particularly with couples where there's infidelity and I know it comes, I understand the place it comes from. It comes from a good place, but I think oftentimes then the work of trying to repair and rebuild trust and repair the relationship gets even harder when someone has said, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I want oh, to move yes. forward. Right. And then the other, and then two weeks later you get into some, like you're bickering about something, you know, your dishes. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the person's like, well, you cheated on me and you're a terrible, disgusting person. And you're, and that person is like, but you said you forgave me. Exactly. I thought we were moving on we from this. this. We should now. be done with this now. And it's, it's like, like that's not how it works. No. And I feel like if we made more space to allow people to say, I haven't forgiven you yet. I don't know when or if I'm going to forgive you, Mm -hmm. but I'm also choosing to stay in relationship with you. I'm choosing to do this work. I'm choosing to do the work with you, which means I'm still angry. It's still going to like, and then you, yeah. And you're going to talk about what that means and, and hopefully work with a therapist around like how to do it in a healthier way. But I think if we could acknowledge that more off the top, Mm -hmm. then everybody would feel better as things unfold. Exactly. Well, and then, so absolutely for that piece. And then when you get into relationships, it's a bi-directional thing, right? So partly there's your own work in making space for your feelings, for your Mm -hmm. hurt, for your shame, disappointment, whatever. Um, You know, when somebody has betrayed you, hurt you, something, done something that requires you to forgive um, (laughs) or forgiveness is even a question. Um, But then there's the piece of, how are we healing this relationship? How are you guys sort of showing up in the relationship in a way that makes space for those feelings that holds the other person accountable yes. for whatever behaviors yeah. they've done? And how are they making amends? Exactly. And that there's no moving on. I can say I choose to forgive you and then, you know, feel hurt and say, you know, I'm really sad. I've been thinking about the fact that you lied to me about finances yeah. or whatever. And it's, it's really hard. And if your response is like, well, you said you forgive me. Like that's not making space for, right. For my experience, yeah. which is still hurt and disappointment. Yeah. Even if I have decided I want to continue this relationship right. with you. Yeah. I like to think of that level of forgiveness. I like the sort of continuum or like the percentage, right? Like it's a level of forgiveness. That's like, Basically, I'm not burning this relationship to the ground. Right. I'm like, that's the level of forgiveness that I have given is that I have not completely cut you out of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, how much further we move along on that path, like you said, is dependent on both, on what both of us choose to do next. Exactly. It's not one person like, I just have to forgive and then everything is better. Mm-hmm. And it, it ultimately, if you're going to stay in a relationship, it's not just the other person basically begging for forgiveness and like, I don't know, doing whatever they think they need to do to make you happy. Mm-hmm. It's really, it is about the nuance of like, well, what does repair look like? And I think a lot of times, regardless of what the issue is, mm-hmm. I think it always 
on some level, when forgiveness is at play, there's always a piece of it that's about trust. Oh, yeah. Like, how do we rebuild the trust? How do I know if you're going to do this again? Yeah. And this could be anything. It could be anything. Right. I think, of course, in relationships, we always think about infidelity. But there are so many other ways. Let me tell you, friends. There are so many ways you can betray your partner that don't have to do with sleeping with another human being. It is, the list is endless, it is, really. It really is. It's an, it is an infinite list of, so also, <laughs> separate podcast episode. Why are we getting in relationships again? <laughs> I'm being totally facetious. Relationships are amazing. They're so, amazing. They're so you good. You can hurt another human being. Let me just tell you. Yeah. We many of which are unintentional. Tour of all the ways that yes. people can. Not all. Because not all. It's infinite. But many. But many ways that many, people many, can hurt many ways. each other. Yes. So many. Yeah. Ways. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about betrayal at some point. We should. Both Esther and I just like dreamily stared off into space. <laughs> just like You know, other people like, have podcasts and they like talk about like, I don't know, they talk about celebrities, they talk about food or mm-hmm. travel and they get all like dreamy eyed and we talk about things like betrayal. All the and ways we're both you like betray people. Oh, all the ways. All the ways <laughs> I've seen that happen. Both personally and professionally. Just yeah. A grand tour. Of a grand tour of betrayal. Yeah. And varying degrees of forgiveness. Absolutely. Or grace. Or Absolutely. mild hatred. Or mild hatred. Yeah. To indifference. Yeah. Or actual hatred. Come on. We or actual. actual hatred. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> we, have, like, we have seen and felt. <laughs> hey, Blake Lively. <laughs> Things where even I am going, like, maybe you need to forgive that person. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, let's just take a couple this. of steps closer. Let's it's going to be fine. Anymore. I don't yeah. I was lying about that whole feeling your feelings thing. Just so wise. Don't feel that anymore. Stop feeling that thing. <laughs> but I, so, so it makes me think about the intersection, right? Like, mm. so there are, I'm going to say, I'm hesitant to say this. Because I think people put way too many relationships in this category that don't belong there. So there are, in fact, some relationships where you are just going to continue to have to have interaction with that person. Mm, Yeah. You have to continue to be in a relationship for at least some period of time of your life, right? Like more than like a couple of days or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, the ones I think about mostly would be like... If you both, you have children together. Kids is the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, it's always the most. Yeah. It's it's it's, usually the thorniest one. I think it's the thorniest one. And I think it is the one that is most accurately in terms of like family dynamic. Mm -hmm. It feels like the one that is most accurately described Mm -hmm. as like, no, you have to keep doing, like you have to have some level of communication. There isn't another option if you're both going to be like active Active parents parents to these children. Right. Um, and depending on how old your kids are, you might have to see them quite often. It could be quite often. It yeah. could be, I think, as your kids move into adulthood, you can choose to have, you could get to a place where you have legitimately very have very limited or even no contact if that's like over time. Right. Um, so I really mean like parents of like small, younger children. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like a work environment. Assuming that, you know, if it's a boss or a coworker or something along those lines, I know we've been talking mostly intimate relationships, but like that, I know oh, that that happens. happens. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't have another job to go to, then there's some period of time where you're probably going to have to see or interact with somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the rest of our relationships, while difficult to make that decision sometimes or most of the time, 
are optional. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I feel like that's that gray space of where we have to decide back to your kind of your, where's the, which one is costing me more emotional energy to hate yeah. this person or to forgive this person. Yeah. And that decisions, allowing yourself to also make a decision about, do I stay in connection with this person? Because mm-hmm. sometimes making the decision to not spend time with them allows you to have, to feel like you've fully forgiven them. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't have to look at your face every day. Right. Somehow it's easier for me to Then it's super easier, right? Like right. I think about, and in, and in no way am I implying that this is what the experience is, but I think, and I don't imagine I would be this person, but I don't know. If you're going to prison, yeah, I don't ever have to see you. That's a good point. It's a much, like... Easier. It's as easy as it's going to get for me to extend forgiveness because I am going to forgive you today. And if I'm lucky, I will move on with my life and I will tell people never to bring your name up to me again and move on. And you will sit in prison and I will go on. Right. And we don't have to have contact. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Versus like if I decide, well, I'm staying with you. Right. (laughs) And every morning I wake up and, and look at your face. face. Your stupid face. <laughs> your stupid face. <laughs> and you forgot to take the trash out. Yes. And why don't you walk the dog? You know, like. Everything is amplified. Everything every, is every, amplified. All of the, like, annoyances get relate, get amplified if you feel betrayed, hurt, disappointed yeah. in some way. All of that stuff gets, the volume gets turned up. Yeah. Right? Like, and so then I feel like there's this third cost factor that comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's there's one is, like, well, which of these things hatred, grace, indifference, whatever label you want to put on it versus like full out definition, dictionary definition, forgiveness, which one costs me more emotional energy. But then it's also like, you have to add like a factor in there of how would I, what is staying in a relationship with you cost Mm -hmm. and which, and like, and then where do I want to go? Like you have to like add this other layer of like, maybe, you know, you have your values or your moral sort of your values. That's what I really want to say there. Your yeah. values uh-huh. are such that for you, it feels really important. It feels really hard to like stay in a more neutral place. It feels really important to like have more forgiveness. Right. Then you have to ask yourself like, well, what are the things that would help me get to more forgiveness? And maybe it's not spending so much time with a person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For like a brief period of time or like for the rest of our lives, we're just not going to spend that much time together. It's like, this is not, this is not helpful. This is, yeah, this doesn't work. Yeah. And then of course, like the decision about remaining in a relationship with that person and what that person and what that relationship looks like also is then dependent on how much is this person willing to be in this work with me? How much are they willing to take accountability for their behaviors? How much are they willing to make amends? Yeah. To be a witness to my pain, to be present for it when they have hurt me or disappointed me. Like, if they're not willing to do that, then I really need to look at, like, is this somebody I need to continue to be in a relationship with? And maybe I can forgive them. Maybe I can say, like, you know, because of your whatever, because of your issues, you hurt me in this way. But also because of your issues... You can't make amends in a way that feels good to me. It feels like validating to my experience. Mm -hmm. And so we don't need to be. We don't need to do that. We don't need to do this. Whatever the this is. We're not Partners, friends. (laughs) Whatever. whatever, Yeah. We don't need to do this anymore. Um, And I think sometimes we intertwine 
staying in a relationship with people with forgiving them. Right. And so then it becomes this messy and like, I mean, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely can say like, that is a big, that was a big like untangling of, I definitely have significantly more forgiveness for my Mm ex-husband because we're not together. Mm -hmm. If we still were together, I would be angry every day. I was angry every day when I was like, oh, we cannot do that. Like, this, I, is this, is, anymore. this doesn't work. And right. I think that the piece about like, can the other person, can they, and do they want to make amends in the way that in which you need them to make amends mm-hmm. in order for it to feel good for you. Mm-hmm. And like, just that's, those are big questions to ask. And they're not questions that have an answer immediately. I think that's the one thing. Yeah. Like I've, I've worked with in couples in particular, and again, this can come up with all kinds of relationships, but We've worked with couples where it's like, well, how, like, I don't know which way to go. And it's like, it's okay to not know. It feels very uncomfortable and mm-hmm. awful. Like, I'm, I'm not saying right. it's, it's not, not fun. It's not fun. But, but it's also like, if somebody betrayed you in a really significant way, but you feel like there are good things about your relationship, like, it may not be an easy decision yeah. either way. And you may have to sit with it a bit before you have a handle on, okay, am I able to continue to engage with this in this process with this person? Are they able to engage in this process with me? Are we going to do this work together? Or is that not possible? And I think sometimes we want it to be possible and it isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's possible. And I, I say this to couples all the time and it's, it's always an interesting response because it feels simultaneously like a terrifying thing to offer them. And like, there's a certain amount of relief. Cause I'm like, sometimes it just because it's possible doesn't mean that you want to. Right. Yeah. And that there is no judgment in saying, I just don't want to do this level of work. Mm-hmm. Cause just like you, I've been doing couples work long enough to know, like people can forgive and repair and continue to be in a relationship with all kinds of like oh, awful, yeah. horrible things having happened. So yeah. it's few and far between that it's completely impossible. Right. What it costs and what it would take for both people. Cost? Are you willing to pay the cost mm-hmm. and to be, and to kind of give yourself permission to go like, yeah, no, no, no. no. And I think that's a really important question to be, to ask when you're kind of in that space. And to also recognize sometimes you just have to try. Yeah, sometimes you don't know. Like, You're like, I think maybe let's try it. Or I'm not sure. It's like, well, let's try for six months. Like, I'm sure you've had that experience in therapy where it's like, I don't know. And it's like, well, let's try. Let's pick a direction and let's do that for a little while. Go in that direction for six months or, you know, however, and see how you feel about it. Like, see where you're headed. Because sometimes you got to go a little bit further down the path to know that it's not the right path for you. And it's okay to change directions. Or to say like, oh, this is what I want. Yeah. Right. Like this is, we are, I do feel like we're moving in that direction. Yeah. And yeah, it's not always this clear cut. And I think we really want, and which is just a human thing. We always want certainty. Absolutely. Which is of course a lie. Everything <laughs> about certainty is a lie. Kind yes. Of everything. Yeah. Anything in your Don't life. Don't yourself think about it too long though. Cause then you'll just like start yeah. drinking. Yeah. You start but to get really freaked out about it. <laughs> but if there's a place where you're... <laughs> 
<laughs> this whole thing is just our human construct. Whatever. whatever yeah. 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 <laughs> Try, don't give the listeners existential crises. Okay. I'll just keep my existential crises to myself. You got to hold that one in. Okay. We'll save it for another episode. Mostly I don't do that to my clients. Do I give my <laughs> listeners a little bit? <laughs> well, it's fair. It's fair. Because they can pause it and they can come back and they can it's skip over this part. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's about how everything is a lie. <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> Except for the wise words that we tell you. Those are all 100% true. I feel like Some I wanted, of the time. Right. <laughs> I feel like before we wrap up, I do want to emphasize, like, just kind of jumping back to the piece of staying in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone and they've done something that hurts you and you've forgiven them. I just feel like I want to emphasize the continuum piece again. Yeah. Where it's like you can forgive them. You can be happy in the relationship. You can move on and you can have moments where you think of that thing and it still hurts or it still stings. And I would say if it's not getting in your, in the way of the relationship in a significant way, like it's not affecting your day-to-day life or making you miserable or making your partner miserable, um, then I call it like putting it in a pocket. Like you put it in a little (laughs) pocket and you're like, this thing is here and it's not... I don't have zero feelings about this. Yeah. I've got maybe I started with a hundred and I got 15 by on the meter. Yeah. But it's not zero. It's not zero. And I don't think I need to beat my head against the wall to make it zero. I think if I've accepted this person and I've accepted myself in this relationship in a real and honest way, not in a way where I'm kidding myself and telling myself I feel a 15 and I actually feel an 82. Right. No. Um, and this person has made amends and is like, you know, present with me with, for my pain, then I can say like, yeah, you did this thing and it sucks and we're walking. Right. Right. Like that's, yeah, that happens. And it's not necessarily the end of the relationship. And it doesn't necessarily mean that something's broken with either one of you. It just means this thing hurt and it's hard to get a certain degree of hurt down to a zero. And I, and that that's okay. And I think, I think the real honest, healthy piece is that every now and again, you're going to take the 15 out and that the other person, as hard as it may be, and as much as they don't want to do it, is willing to also look at it yeah. and go, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's polish the 15. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to just be with it. We're just, right. Like We're we just, just going to be here with it. You're just going to take it with you and, and that's okay. Yeah. And that is it. And that is it. Yeah. I think of it sometimes as um, my mom had, it was a lamp that I broke as a little kid. Like I knocked it off a table or something like that. I don't really know why she loved this lamp so much. But anyway, my dad glued it back together. But like, you know that the lamp is broken. Yeah. And I always just thought it was weird. And sometimes I would see the broken lamp like in my adolescence and feel guilty and kind of just wish they would have gotten rid of the lamp. Yeah. But flash forward, fast forward to my own kids. And I remember my son broke this mug that I bought in Paris, which in hindsight is really not a great mug. And what a weird thing for me to buy in Paris. I bought other excellent things in Paris. I, I don't know. I need to defend your Paris buying choices. That was amazing. It's like a random mug <laughs> and he broke it. He broke the handle off of it. And forever, like I didn't even fix it. I literally just put the mug and the handle like in a china cabinet and just kept it. Yeah. 
And it was, it's just a weird, but when you talk about like, put it in a pocket, like I think about this broken mug in the thing, or I think about the lamp where it's like 99% of the time you see it. And I'm not mad at him for breaking the mug. And like, I'm sure 99% of the time my mom would see the lamp and she wasn't like, that's stinking kid. Damn her. (laughs) No, she was just like, but then every now and again, you see it and you're like, that motherfucker. Right. They broke it. They broke it. They shouldn't have been right. I really like it. And why do they do that? And, you know, and then you move on with your day, right? And every now and again, like, he would like he would see the mug and be like, why do you still have this? And it took me a while to realize. Yeah. I was like, oh, he feels like I do when I used to see that yes. stupid lamp. Like, why do we have to remember this right. time when I did a thing that hurt you? Yes. Well, that's going to be even harder as a parent because your kids are less of a witness to your pain. It's less appropriate. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say it, no, like no, not no, zero. But it is different. But it is different. It's not it is the different. same thing as another yeah. adult. Yeah. Um, but it feels like kind of reason number 832. <laughs> not to have children. <laughs> Just don't do it. It's very emotionally exhausting and complex for you and for them, quite honestly. That's really the moral of that, that story. True. <laughs> Everyone has feelings and you have to manage them all. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think about it in terms of, I think that's sort of the ideal healthy place to be mm-hmm. in a relationship is it's uncomfortable to look at, to look at the remnants of pain that you cause to somebody that you're in relationship with. Mm-hmm. But part of being an emotionally mature and available adult is figuring out how to actually do that. Yeah. It's not telling people to stop feeling how they're feeling. It's not making forgiveness some magic like wand that just makes these things disappear. It's really going like, oh, no, forgiveness is that you've chosen to stay here and do this work with me. Yep. And on the flip side. Or get out the lamp and sit there with it. Not every day, not all day, not all the time. Yep. But sometimes. But sometimes. Sometimes you just take it out and you both got to look at it and recognize that like, Oh, the decision to stay in relationship with each other means that we've also both committed to the discomfort that comes with recognizing that sometimes I hurt you mm-hmm. and sometimes you hurt me, but we're still both here doing it. Right. And I think that feels much healthier in relationships, all relationships, than the alternative right. magic. I don't know, pretending. I have forgiven. Yeah, pretending it never broke. (laughs) Right. I never never bought a mug in Paris. It it never happened before. Never broke. And and everybody's perfect and nobody doesn't need to hurt anybody ever. Yeah. That's not real. That's not real. And there, there is like a weird intimacy that comes out of learning how to do that. And it, it, it is hard one intimacy. Like Mm -hmm. it takes quite a long time to, I think to develop that, but that there is. It's just like couples who talk about after an affair where they felt like their relationship got stronger. It didn't get stronger through magic forgiveness. No, it got, it got stronger, stronger through fucking work and effort. A lot of painful up. work. Yes. yes. Showing up yeah. for each other yeah. and being present for each other and continuing to move in that direction together. That's how it happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's that intimacy. That's that connection of shared pain mm-hmm. um and shared understanding yeah um that can only be gotten in you know ways I mean, that don't feel super great yeah and i think that there is something about, i think that is sort of foundational to the whole like how do we repair trust how do we rebuild trust i think it's it's that it's like showing up and going well this feels shitty 
Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to do it. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still working at it. You're here. You're working at it. And like that, that in and of itself is like enough. Mm-hmm. They so. don't believe us. They don't. It's the only thing. I mean, if you don't want to, if it's hard to think about it as enough, I would say it's the only thing. It it's is the, the only, only way. It is the only there way. There is no other way to do there it. There is no other way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if it's a universal truth that most of us don't really like to own. Mm-hmm. Because it basically is like, yeah, <laughs> relationships are hard and painful. <laughs> and you know how you get them to be even better and stronger and more fulfilling? By, By sitting with the hard and painful parts. Doing more hard, painful things. Yay. Yay. And that's how we'd like to end this podcast episode. Yeah. So thanks for coming back and joining us for hard and painful things. Yeah. That we like to laugh about. That's our jam. I mean, it how really could is. you not? If you don't laugh, you'll cry, which is. Yeah. Which is fine, but just, <laughs> I don't know that you want to listen to Eric They're and I cry yeah. for like an hour. That feels like a bit much. I don't think I've ever seen you cry. No, most people haven't. Yeah, it's a mystery. I know it is. I've definitely <laughs> cried in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes everyone feel better, like my own therapy has been very helpful. I cry all the time. I'm going to totally still put most people in your therapist's office and be like, oh, Yeah. I get to see Esther's tears. Listen, you probably have to like leave it there for about three to four months. Oh That's, my god! Yeah, it takes a it's a Period. long time. Yeah. <laughs> and here, in uh, case you, you were wondering, tears are like a kind of food to therapists, right? Like that's actually. I mean, they really are. Survive. Like I, th- I mean, on some level, I mean, it's weird because I, I don't cry in front of people generally. No, never. Very like almost. I mean, almost more. Never. Almost never. More well, than before. I guess before. I'm saying that, but I don't know what you do when I'm not actually with you. Yeah. Although I'm with you quite a bit. I was just going to say, you're around a lot. So, yeah, so. so I feel like you have an, a reasonable a measure. reasonable yeah. kind of idea. Of- it's enough that I I think my, at one point, I think I was like, I don't even know why I was like sniffling. I wasn't actually crying. And like, it was like a panic over my children who are like, who are adults. Yes. Fully grown adults. Fully grown adult adorable. people. They're adorable. Adult people. Adult-ish. Yeah. They're like well, very small adults. Legally, they're adults. Legally, they're adults. <laughs> Some days they're more adult than others. Sure. As we all are. But it was, it was like, are you crying? Are you crying? Yeah. We don't know what to do if you start crying. We don't, we don't have, there's not a manual no for book. this. We don't know what to do. We We need you to pull it together. I was like, I don't know. I was like cutting onions. I don't know what I was doing. It was something. I was like, getting the flu? Yeah. Also, I feel like I just want to cry now. Like, (laughs) you're 20. I'm going to need you to have some idea of what to do if I start crying. Okay. (laughs) Though, to be fair, I don't want my mom to cry. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Separate podcast episode. Separate podcast episode. We will episode. never do the podcast episode where we talk about our, like, our, oh gosh. <laughs> Some things need to be saved for therapy. Listen, and on that note, all marriage and family therapists are so for reasons. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get here. But just there's really only friends. one path. Yeah, of course, we're gonna get to my who hurts and who's like, I had a perfect childhood and I'm married to fill my therapist. Okay, you know what? And I'm gonna write back, you, sir, are a liar. <laughs> 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 because here's the thing little just side secret for everyone to know like, you don't get become a therapist. Mm. Without learning enough about human relationships and dynamics and like all of our neurotic, emotional, psychological issues Uh 
to figure out that somewhere in your life you were also a fucking mess. Yes. Or yeah. you were a mess. You haven't, yeah. Yeah. You like, are not doing it right. If You're you not doing it right if you haven't at some point excavated something about your childhood, your dating life, your own, like, internal mental health. Something. Where you're, like, screwing it up. Oh, that's a thing I should work on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, absolutely yep. true. Welcome to humanity. Uh, we're all a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing and everything is a lie. All right. For real, we're going to stop. The- for real, we are going to stop the podcast. We will... I was going to say, we'll see you, we'll hear you next week, but I think you'll hear and see us next week. Don't forget, uh, live with E and E. Yes. um, Because that's how you spell Esther and Erica. We need to figure that out still. We're not really sure, so make sure you're just following us on Instagram, and then you'll always know when we're going live. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, what'd you think of today's episode? If you're listening in the Anchor.fm app, hit the button up at the top and leave us a message. You can also send us messages on Instagram or Twitter at EstherBMFT and at Ian Flats. You can send us your therapist problems, suggestions for read, listen, watch, or ideas for upcoming episodes. And with that being said, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor.fm. Catch you in the next episode.